Welcome in, everybody. It's All Pro Lines, the podcast. Thanks for doing some listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on the Facebook Live, we appreciate you being here. I hope you got all your football dreams, all all the all the things you wanted in football came true this week. Uh, week seven, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, Jerry Oliver says, "I am back. Good to see you, Jerry." Uh, he's back, but not his quarterback. Uh, Colts had a tough. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a bumpy road for the Colts this week. But that Gardner Minshew is scrappy, man. He's kind of fun to watch. Um, my team's not good. My, my team's not good, and yet they won. That's 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 my team. Uh, Heather, what's up, Heather? Good to see you, lady. Ryan Chambers. <laughs> Ryan says, I remember to tune in on Monday morning. It's the most convenient time of all. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's how we do. We uh, we record live on Facebook Live. If you're interested in joining us live, you can do that. It's uh, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on a Monday. It's pretty convenient. It's, everybody loves it. <laughs> and, of course, most of you listen whenever and wherever you want to in your ear holes. Uh, Jerry's rumbling about the refs. I hear you, man. That was, like, it was a couple of beats there. You're like, really? That's what you're going to? Okay. Okay, so uh, let me uh, let me do a couple announcements. We'll do a couple stories. We're gonna get Chris Bowers in here. We might have a technical thing with Chris. We'll we'll get to him. We'll figure it out. Uh, I, I got some great gigs coming up: Janesville, Oshkosh, Eau Claire, all in Wisconsin here in mid-November, and then early December I'm doing Fargo and Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, and then uh, January Ashtabula, Ohio, and Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm doing a uh valentine's thing in nebraska in february and march i'm doing bloomington illinois it looks like quincy illinois as well go to kostaki.com for any details on all that stuff underdog fantasy is our sponsor we're happy to have them on board and if you use the promo code all pro lines when you sign up to do some fantasy gaming kind of stuff you can pick overs unders you can have a little mini draft you say your real life fantasy team sucks and you still love fantasy Get in there, do a draft for the weekend. It's fun, man. Uh, use our code All Pro Lines. will give you a hundred bucks extra with your initial deposit. Cameo. I just got a cameo request. Uh, I haven't done one in a while, so cameos out there. You got a dad or somebody who needs a gift. You never know what to get for him. Uh, get me. Get me talking to him, making fun of his favorite team or whatever. I'm coachable. You tell me what to say within reason. I'll say it. Join us on the social media platforms. We love that. Uh, at All Pro Lines and at Kostaki Economopolis. I'm easy to find on most of the things. Whatever your favorites are, we're probably there, including YouTube. Uh, the Kostaki YouTube page, especially the shorts, has been growing by leaps and bounds. And the Facebook All Pro Lines page is really, really clicking. We got uh, 7,000 followers there now. We're still a relatively new brand. And so it's possible to get uh, to get to some big time viral stuff now. We got enough of a of a fan base and a giant thank you to you guys for listening and participating and commenting and adding tags and liking stuff and sharing stuff. All that's key to the my old friend algorithm. Uh, leave us a review on whatever your podcast platform is. That helps and make it a good one, would you? <laughs> Uh, I'm a dad, a friend of mine, my, my kid turned 15 this week and, uh, my first kid and my, a friend of mine said, hey, congrats, 15 years of being a parent. Like I didn't even frame it that way, but, and I even made her, 
I even made her listen to the story. All right, I'll tell you quick. I'll, I'll give you the short version. Uh, Ava's birth was by appointment. She was a C-section kid, so we knew when it was going to happen, right? They schedule out like 70 minutes, and you're like, you're going to go do this. And what, what I didn't know is that uh, most of those minutes are for fixing mom after. The kid shows up at like minute 10. <laughs> and I also didn't know that they were going to hand me a child and send me off to a room with just the two of us for 35 minutes. I was kind of terrified that I just like, boom, C-section, blood on my shoes, chaos, life, wee, craziness. Here's the kid. Send us out of there. Fix up mom. I'm just, and I, I had uh, maybe three or four different fathers kind of warn me that but dads, especially, you're not breastfeeding. There's some of the intimate things that you're not a part of. Sometimes it takes a little while. It takes a couple of beats to really connect with the kid, fall in love with the kid, you know, really bond with a baby. It's not kind of the, just as a broad gender generalization, it's not the kind of thing that men, sometimes men come to naturally, right? And I'm sitting there with this little I never had a kid. I, never, I didn't, I was, you know, I was an uncle, but I didn't really, I wasn't active as an uncle with a baby. You know, I'm, I didn't really know much about babies. Um, I'm holding a baby, my baby, my kid. I've been talking about this and playing this and looking forward to this and terrified about this for so long. And I couldn't believe how much humanity is baked into that little person. She just got here. She just literally just had her, her first breath of air and uh, the eyebrows and the smirking and the consternation and the joy and the happiness and the hesitation and the yawning and the turning your head and, you know, like being uncomfortable and kind of fixing it yourself. And there's so much humanity in there. I fell in love with that kid in the first 30 minutes. We're just sitting there, just the two of us. And I was, I was so relieved. And uh, now she's a person. It's unbelievable. Now she's almost my height and uh, running around doing relatively adult things. And we have great conversations. I, I really like it. Another thing that a lot of the dads told me was that uh, every phase is different than the one prior and every phase is better than the one prior. So just enjoy the ride. It just keeps changing and morphing into a new thing. And, and it's all cool. Uh, and I have so found that to be true. And I, I got a five-year-old who I adore and chasing her around and just the joy and the zest for life and nothing's too cool, man, it's, that part is great. And with the 15 year old, it's a little more jaded, not, there's no like you don't have the same kind of freedom but you can have a conversation like a person it's really cool to like hang and talk to Ava about you know big people stuff so anyway that's a little bit of a long ramble Ryan Chambers says my kids are c-section <laughs> my son was born August 29th because I had a doctor's appointment on the 28th and my wife was busy on the 30th <laughs> What a dumb reason for a kid to a kid's birthday to exist on a certain day. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some more some more complaints about the timing of this taping. I understand. People are like, can you do this later in the day when we're not at work? Barry. What's up, Barry? Barry says he's at work too. <laughs> Ryan's at work. 
because uh, I, I I like these jobs where you get to you get to screw around, have a little break, and listen to me. That's nice. That's nice. All right. Uh, let's do. Uh, we got jokes. You gotta do jokes. The two minute drill. <laughs> The Atlanta Falcons, first place in the toughest division in the NFL. The toughest division to watch, that is. Oof. Falcons were explosive. Not touching on explosive, like diaper explosive, like self-destructive explosive, like Mission Impossible message explosive. Ritter, Desmond Ritter, our quarterback, the only player in 45 years to lose three red zone fumbles in a single game. How about that, Atlanta Falcons? Bijan had no touches, zero touches late in the fourth quarter. And I was like, can we check the coach for a concussion at this point? It's a divorce guy. I can sympathize with getting zero touches. I mean, uh, you can understand why the team would be so eager to leave the ball in Ritter's hands. Coach eventually said, Bijan isn't feeling well. Well, I started to feel bad too, mostly about the fate of Bijan Amopoulos. My fantasy football team. You know the old expression, as goes Bijan, so goes Bijan Amopoulos. No touches. Turns out, not good for the scoring. Um, by the way, that game featured the worst rule in football. You guys know what it is. Let's ask the peanut gallery here. Worst rule in football. What do you got, Ryan? Jerry? Barry? Merceau? Is that how you say your name? I don't know. What do you, uh, what do you, Heather, what's the worst rule in football? Let's see if you guys get the right answer. There's actually a very big drop-off between the worst rule and the second worst rule of football. Let's see what the guesses are. Do, 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 do. Ryan Chambers said, fumble out of the end zone. Barry Weekman says, tumble through the end zone. Heather Saigo says, don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Jerry Oliver, touchback through the end zone. All three of the actual guesses are correct. You guys are right. That is the worst rule in football. Desmond Ritter scores a touchdown. Touchdown, hugging, celebrations, six points for the Falcons. Then they go to the review. The ball was knocked out of his hand and went out through the corner of the end zone. So the Falcons... Get the ball at the one, right? No! The other team gets the ball because the, there's some magic fairy dust in the end zone that changes the basic concept of possession. They how could the how could the ball change hands? Nobody on the other team ever had the ball. Oh, that rule pisses me off. Could have cost the Falcons the game, but thank God they're such a good scrappy team. <laughs> Oh, this team's going nowhere. That is so far and away the worst rule in football. It's hard to believe it's even real. They have a meeting. They have a committee, the thing, a rules, and every year they have meetings and they talk about Put this on the agenda, you knuckleheads. <sighs> Taylor Swift has shown up to more games this year than, De than Desmond Ritter, <laughs> than Josh Allen, than Mac Jones. 
Taylor Swift's undefeated. Football must be fun when your team always wins. This is going to lead to a very upbeat next album, I think. If Travis Kelsey played for the Panthers, we all be in, be in for a very sad Taylor Swift. <laughs> we already have that. Uh, Adele. Adele does those sad Taylor Swift albums. Uh, this Swift Kelsey thing is getting a lot of exposure. Some people are getting sick of it. Even Benefer puked in a bucket. It's like it's enough with the coverage and the thing. I like her. I don't mind it at all. Uh, the Lions lost by 32 points. It's like a throwback to 2021 or 2020 or 2019 or any of the last 50 years. This is the only year that the Lions are somewhat good. <laughs> what happened to the Lions? Is it continued karma for Michigan State putting a big picture of Hitler on their scoreboard this week? <laughs> if you didn't see that, look it up. It is hard to believe. In this day, and read the room, Michigan State. You can't put Hitler on your. Whew. Patriots beat the Bills. That's like a throwback from 2019 or any of the prior 15 years. It was National Tight Ends Day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a holiday. National Tight Ends Day. Even Hallmark was like, seriously? What the fuck? That's a preposterous reason to have a thing. Flag football has been added to the Olympics. Uh, good news, Lions fans. Your defense played Olympic level this weekend. Like the Lithuanian flag football team defense. <laughs> like the Jamaican flag football team. Flag football in the Olympics. What about flag bobsledding? Can we just add flags to anything and make it a new? What about flag figure skating? Flag synchronized swimming? Is their flag ring around the rosy? One of the other sports they add is cricket. Cricket's for people who think baseball's too fast. Can we take the game action of baseball and spread it out over like five days? That would be great. <laughs> some call it the tush push. Some call it the brotherly shove. What's this thing, this play the Eagles have when it's fourth and one? I kind of dig it, actually. Um, it's a rough and tumble play. And then you guys are pushing tushes. Tush push, by the way, sounds like a gay bar. And who books that? I, I can't believe I've never done a show at tush push. Sounds like a place that would book me. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the backup punter. That makes me think of Homer Simpson beer. Is there anything it can't do? It's like if the president was also the backup white house janitor, Steve sick today, Joe. The mops in the storage closet. <laughs> Mahomes said he would someday like to own his own NFL team. And the Broncos looked awkwardly away. I looked it up. Mahomes is 12 and 0 against the Broncos. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Broncos. They actually won. There were some bad teams that won this week. It was kind of interesting. Uh, Tom Brady's deal to buy a stake in the Raiders has a lot of problems. Is one of them that nobody outside of New England likes Tom Brady? Because that strikes me as being one of the problems. Cleveland quarterback Deshaun Watson got hurt again. It's almost like he's accumulated a lot of bad karma for some reason. <laughs> I love seeing the Deshaun Watson thing go down in flames. And it's kind of sad for the people of Cleveland because the team around him is really good. It's a great defense. There's, there's a really good team there, but... Deshaun Watson is a mess. I think it's also 
this was sent to me by Chris Bowers, our our guest here in a sec. It sucks that Deshaun Watson has a shoulder injury, and he's the only one in the NFL who can't get a massage to help it. <laughs> Watson says he can't he can't put a timeline on his return. Can we do this for Desmond Ritter, my quarterback? No timeline. Try that at your job. I'm out. I've got no idea when I'm coming back. There's no timeline. Try that with your wife. Honey, I'm going to Home Depot and then the bar. There's no timeline for my return. Uh. <laughs> what color are the Eagles, by the way? That It's not forest green. We saw on Monday night. It's not emerald green. I'm going to call it Jaworski green. That was a serious green, man. The Eagles featured, featuring Julio Jones. They signed Julio. Why? Do they need to fill out their IR slots? Did they sign Julio to the camp practice squad? Miraculously, Julio Jones suited up for the Eagles. I can't believe he didn't pull a hamstring while getting dressed. The Eagles elevated Julio to the active roster. Usually when Julio and elevate are in the same sentence, it's about his feet. You got you to gotta elevate the feet. Bowers, are you ready? You got sound? You guys know him. You love him. He's a Bengals fan. He stays up all night sometimes to do the podcast. He's a hell of a guy, a great comic. Go find him out there in the internet. In the internets. Chris Bowers, everybody. Hey, what's up, Kostagi? How are you? Hey, man. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think we're doing all right. If I get too groggy, we'll go. But uh, yeah, last time was one of those nights where you start in Indianapolis watching football with your friends and wake up at a hotel this morning in Dayton, Ohio. That's that's always fun. <laughs> that seems pretty far. That's a big... Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> what? Where are the friends? <laughs> what? How did this happen? I, you know, I was at a bar, and then they were like, "Hey, there's this thing going on." I'm like, "I'll go with you." And I rode with them, and then you know, getting getting back was tough, but you know, that's why they that's why they rent cars. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, they, the grass is always greener. I'm here with two kids and two babies, mamas, and scheduling conflicts and trying to figure out all, radio and podcasting and Bob, and Tom, and gigs and. Every yeah. time I talk to you, you're just fucking drinking and cruising around wherever the hell you want to go. Hey, life, no, life seems no, good. No kids, no dogs, no responsibility. I can go to Dayton right now. Let's go. <laughs> That's what everyone dreams of. I don't have to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not always Dayton. Dayton you know, yeah. I go to Dayton whenever the hell I want. I'm my I, own I, person. Yeah, I was at Grand Rapids all weekend with Jeff Dye. We had a good time up at the Dr. Grimm's Comedy Club, so that was fun. And then, Oh, yeah. I like Jeff Dye, and I like that Dr. Grins. I haven't seen either one of them for a long time. How how are yeah. both? Uh, Grins is great. Uh, they reopened. They they closed during the pandemic. We thought they were going away, and they reopened, which was nice. And it's for people who don't know, it's like this five story bar complex that has a comedy club on the top. There's like three store three sets of bars, so it's kind of cool because you do your shows, and then you're kind of a little celebrity of this little town for like three hours. You know what I mean? Like that, no right. one leaves. Everyone stays in the same spot. It, it's at the Bob, which stands for Big Old Building. That's what it's actually called. I know it's crazy. Uh, and Jeff was great. We had a great weekend. Uh, you know, he's 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 got about to pop. He's about to be the next guy to really really hit. I think that's my my theory. He's okay, so cool. he's so good at social media. He's ridiculously handsome. He's funny and he's got sort of an edge about him. Yeah, I think he's. Well, gonna, what, yeah, he's my favorite well. part. Of, my favorite part of his act is he you know he, he tells it like it is and he's you know in the middle you know, whatever and so he kind of gives it to people and and uh, he goes yeah I love about about halfway through his, his show the thing about I love about my career is. I know what I look like. He's six four, a good looking dude. He's like, so all these girls are like, oh, we should go see this guy, you know, and their boyfriends or husbands are like, fuck this guy. I don't want to see this guy. Hot guy, fuck this guy. And then he's like, but about right now, right? 
The woman in the audience is like, this guy's a pig. And her boyfriend's like, I kind of like him. He's actually making a good point. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. He is a little, uh, he's in the gender wars and he's fighting the fight. Yeah, he's, 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 he's he just makes sense. It just makes sense. You know, when an ugly he, guy says it, he gets in trouble. When a hot guy says it, girl's like, well, maybe he has a point, which is, I, nice. I, I know it, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, Bill Burr, where he takes a position that's kind of, you go, well, that's not, and then he defends it. And by the end, you're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can, you gotta give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I I like him. I think he's doing good stuff. Uh, that's cool. I'm happy to hear the Bob's still there and the, with the comedy and the thing. Did you have the? Did, was there a band? Was the was there music bleeding into the comedy environment? Uh, well, Saturday night there was a wedding in the in the event space across from the comedy club. So not only was there a, 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 there was a band bleeding, but you can't really. I mean, on stage you can't really tell. In the back you could hear a little bit, but every so often some drunk groomsman would come in because he went to the bathroom and then went through the wrong door and he's like ah oh shit this is the comedy club right, right. You know? it's across i know exactly one, where one that time, is one, one time the flower girl wandered in we're like no 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 God, no you can't hear this you're six <laughs> 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 this will change your whole life get out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's great man that's cool i like that club i'll have to get off to reach out to them i always yeah. like that place a lot of personality in there yeah good times that's cool. That's cool. It's good to see you, man. Um, let's do uh, let's do a couple of the segments we do. We, All right, we let's have, do it. We have let's segments. We have things we do. All right. All right. I, I will say as a Bengals fan, it's oh, it's, not, it's, go, not, it's go nice ahead. to find it's nice to finally have a team that's good enough that the bye week isn't the best week of the whole season. No shit. Yeah. Last time I life, talked to you, it was a it was a it was a bumpy beginning to this season. Goodness gracious. I knew it was gonna be bumpy. We knew it was gonna hurt. All right. Let's do some segments. All right. Mine's a little easy. Mine's a little on the nose, but I got to do it. Okay. Eagles. Eagles are good, man. And, and they their defense really showed up. The final score against the scariest offense in the history of the NFL. That's the way we've been talking about the Dolphins this year, right? 31-17. They kept the scariest offense in the league to 17 points. Wait, wait, no. There was a pick six by Jalen Hurts. They kept the scariest offense in the league to 10 points. Yeah, that's amazing. In 2023, you kept a really good offense to 10 points and that Eagles offense could be even better than they showed. And, and they're all bulldogs and it's fun to root for them. And I even like Sirianni. Sirianni gave this speech on. Did you happen to see this clip on SportsCenter? Uh -huh. he, was, he was talking about the tush push and everyone giving him shit about it. And they're going to have to look at it in the rules committee. He's like, none of the other teams can do it. We do it. The other teams try it. They can't do it. And right. he's right. The Giants even had tried it and got two guys injured on one play. <laughs> he said well, we, every first down for us <laughs> is first and nine because we know if there's one yard left at the end, we're getting it. Like, I how cool that. is that, that the coach could say that with a straight face? And they proved in the fourth quarter when they did that. I mean, their, their own 25, their own 35, their own 45. They did it like, what, three times in a row on that last, on that big, long drive that basically put the game out of – is it me or do the Dolphins always have a, an offense that really works for the first seven weeks because it's brand new and then people finally like when the Wildcat the, the Dolphins for like a minute and a half the Wildcat was the Dolphins you're right I forgot you know? about so that they, they come up with this new shit nobody can figure out for like seven weeks and then it's the NFL and they all get taped like okay just hit the fast guys knock them down it'll be fine you know so I, I don't think you know now my my favorite quote was from uh, did you see Mike McDaniel's quote last week when they asked about beating Bill Belichick no what was that he goes, he goes, beating Bill Belichick isn't hard. I collect Legos and have a wife. 
that's hard. <laughs> that's great. That guy's, I mean, that guy's fun. He's very he's, funny. I like that guy. He's a lot. Big great fan. to root Big for. Fan. And they keep like, every time I blink, there's another, somebody digs up some old picture of him and has some story about some, you forget these guys for us, they show up and they're new to us. He's been in the NFL right. knocking around for years and years. He's played, worked in all these different teams and has all these weird stories and, he it's was like there. Like with, with, with comics, sometimes we oh, he was an overnight success. No, motherfucker, he was playing Wiley's for 21 years. Before yeah, he that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> they were right. jokes for a lot of time without yeah. anybody listening to him before finally they, they popped. You know, I just saw a clip of him talking about he was there for the Manziel stuff, and he was witnessing Manziel not studying any of the film. <laughs> right. And he was like, they, they kind of pushed him on. He was like, Hey, I was staying in my lane. It really wasn't my job to like, <laughs> yeah, I was the running backs coach. I didn't know this guy. I'm just like, this guy isesn't doing anything. And they're like, mind your business. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun. He's I, I love Johnny Manziel is your favorite stand-up joke. One of my favorite stand-up jokes of yours is when you said uh, Johnny Manziel, uh, copyrighted what was it? He copyrighted uh, Mr. Football or whatever. You said, Why was Johnny Bench taken? And that yeah, was my favorite. I that's love right. That he owns, he owns Johnny Football. Why? Because Johnny Bench was taken. <laughs> that's a great Kostaki joke. I tell that one all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite football joke of yours is uh, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. <laughs> I, wait, 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 you did it for me. Let me see if I could do it. Let me see if I could get piece it together. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy, but I can tell you this: uh, he grew up. He grew up with one sing, a single parent, because no two people could agree on a name that's stupid. <laughs> it has an apostrophe. It has an apostrophe. To Brickishaw. It's not just Brickishaw. It's the apostrophe Brickishaw. I was telling a girl that joke. She goes, "Hey, asshole! My name has an apostrophe." And she got real sad and said, "Of course, I guess I didn't have a dad." <laughs> I felt so bad. I had to get. I had to get two more lap dances. Anyway. Uh, Nice. <laughs> so I got to So it's kudos, right? This is like we give a kudo. Yeah, I give kudos. You give taps, but we don't need to split hairs. It's the same idea. Whatever. Okay. Well, mine is whoever hurt Deshaun Watson. I don't know what his name was, but fucking good job, dude. Fuck, I hate <laughs> Deshaun Watson so much. Every time he goes down, I'm like, yay, fuck that guy. And uh, it's so funny that he's a brown. Oh, those stupid Browns. How dumb are they? Like, uh, I wanted to eat that whole contract. I'm enjoying. I saw my first article this week where they're like, can the Browns get out of this contract? And this started. If they cut him now, it's only going to be like. $140 million of dead cat money. I was like, they're trapped. They're trapped. Well, here's my actual question. I don't mean this. The fair, well, what I, uh, if he died, mm. does that money go to his family or is the contract over? Ah, that's a great question. State, is it, if it's does it have an out for death? Yeah. Can like, can, can, can some Browns fan like take care of this and fucking they get out of it? Or is that something that, it said fully guaranteed. I'm, I, 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 I feel think, like it. Death is included in that, but yeah. I don't. I think if he dies, twenty-seven masseuses get a lot of money. We could, we could write a, <laughs> we could write a slapstick comedy like we're trying to kill. Find out in the contract, right? That that I, ends I, the contract and gets the team out from under it. A bunch I'll of Browns what, fans man. are trying to kill Deshaun Watson. I made it this last time. I can't remember. I was drunk, but uh, the uh, <laughs> there was a time in probably 2003 or whatever, in like the dregs of the Bengals, where I was in Richmond, Indiana, which is about an hour from Cincinnati, at a party. And in my head, I'm like, I bet I could get to Cincinnati, kill Mike Brown, and get back here before anybody knew I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but then I didn't know where he lived, and I'm like, I probably couldn't kill a person. I love the Man, daydreams there's... of football fans. Like... <laughs> well, that, actually, that's my theory. Here's what I it, it, mm. if I was going to institute a rule, well, there's, there's a couple rules I would work. I was interested. One would be if you don't make the playoffs for 10 years as an owner, you have to sell your team. That's the rule. I love that. That's it. That's, that's not so, so simple. You, 10 so years. 10 years is a long time. If you can't and get a, together for 10 years. Get the and a lot of teams make the playoffs. Right. So, right. It's not like back in the baseball when it was four. I mean, like, yeah, this is yeah, like, yeah. you know, I mean, if you don't make the playoffs for 10 straight years, you're not trying on some level, right? In in a league that is kind of socialist in the way that it's con- constructed. Well, they're right? all socialists. That's, they're, but, they're all but letting it's the salary cap and the yeah. shittiest team gets the best new player. And like the, the, the league is built for, you know, dredging up the bad teams into being competitive, right? If you can't ride that once a decade, I think that's a great, that's a funny idea. You know, another rule would be you're not allowed to celebrate unless you have a winning record. <laughs> we got sometimes you got a moment, you know, you got a team I that's just, bad. No, and... I just say, if you're ahead in the game, fine, but you can't be down 34 10, get a first down at the 40, and get up and go, like, fuck, yeah, down 34 points, dude. Calm down, Chase, Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, man, some of these guys are knuckleheads. We agreed. I mean, I get it, it's a hard game. If you get three catches a game, you're gonna be excited for each one of them, but you know, I just think you know. <laughs> All right, let's do this. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. All right, lifelong Bengals fan. Which comes first, a Bengals Super Bowl win or Belichick leaving the Patriots? Ooh. How old is he? Hmm. Good question. I don't know the answer to that. 60? No. He's like 71, isn't he? I don't know. I guess Pete Carroll's 73. He might be 65. I'm just, I'm just trying to calculate when I think he's going to die naturally. It says Um, 71. 71. So he's got what? Six years of life left. Um, being a football card is hard. It's not you live. It Uh, does seem stressful. (laughs) It's not a job I would want. (laughs) You know, sleeping in your office. I've always said, you know, that I'm 50, but I don't look 50 because I think you're only you only age while you're awake. So I sleep 12 hours a day. So I'm I'm 50, but I've been I've been only been awake for 25 of those years. Uh, When you're a football coach or president or parent, that's why you age so terribly because you never sleep. Um, So uh, no, I think the Bengals will win before the Bengals. Bengals will win before Belichick's gone. I think Belichick's. I mean, he he's got. Two years left, probably. Maybe they fire him. Maybe, maybe they let him go. I mean, they. they well, I never still think the, I still him. think I still think the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl this year. So if you're going to this if you're year, gonna, if they're going to fire Belichick the end of this season, then I'll give you Belichick's gone. But the Bengals are winning this year. There's so many good teams in the AFC, though, right? the The Bills are going to fuck around and get it together. The Dolphins are going to get it together. No, no. It's no. what about? I mean, even in your division, they, you got the Ravens all right good. there. Well, that's adorable. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> do we does anyone think Lamar Jackson's going to be in the playoffs? Healthy, I mean, no, there's no way he never makes it through the whole year. He's the best quarterback in the history of the league in September to fucking November, and then he tweaks something in his leg, and then he's done. I mean, it's fine, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hmm. And they, hmm. and by the way, and that's and that's their penance for winning a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Go fuck yourselves, okay? Like I don't fucking feel bad <laughs> for you at all. <laughs> but that was the greatest defense of all time, Ray Lewis and yeah, they were murderers for sure. Uh, they were murderers. <laughs> nice. 
all right. Wait, wait, wait. You're not scared of any other teams? You know, you know I hate defense. I fucking hate defense. No, it's going to come back to our, us and the Chiefs. And, you know, and here's my prediction. The, the, the week before the Chiefs-Bengals uh, AFC Championship game, Taylor Swift's going to break up with Kelsey, and he's going to be so heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if she becomes part of an actual storyline with the NFL. Oh, well, she's already there, dude. Did you see the I stat know. yesterday where they said when she did the game, he has 99 yards a game. When she's not there, he only gets 47. Yeah, it's pretty but cool. I get it. When, when, there, when there's time. hot girls in the comedy club, I'm way funnier. There's nobody I want to fuck. I'm not nearly as funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress anybody. You know what I mean? You ever <laughs> walk into a show that's fucking all ugly people? You're like, ah, okay, I don't even care about this crap. I don't care. <laughs> How does it work with Jeff Dye? I mean, no one—you're—you're you're obviously the second most handsome guy on the show at, before you even begin, right? Well, how do well, you do with that? Is that good well, or bad? So, well, what's fun is—is is there's you know four of us traveling, and so it's like and you know we're all got our own, but it's and I I can't do this joke because it's too like in the minutia, but this podcast is the perfect place for it. Is that when you're out with like your guy buddies, right? And you're not the most attractive. It's like the NFL draft. It's like yeah, I'm not gonna get the first pick. I'm slotted at like four. So I got to see kind of where I'm going to end up depending on who, Oh, she might fall to me. This is nice. Okay. <laughs> I, always end up, I always end up with an offensive tackle. That's going to fucking lead the organization for 10 years and be a cornerstone, but you know, that's how, but you know, it's, it's, so I'm, I know and sometimes the third guy will be drunk. So I'll try to talk him into the fifth pick, kind of see if he'll, he'll trade up for her. So I can get, the fucking, get mine to fall down the board a little bit, you know? Nice. No, I can tell <laughs> Jeff, Jeff can't hang out with all of them. Yeah, right. But is, you know, is it I what I imagine where there's there's literally a collection of characters that can't wait to talk to him after a show? First of all, it's it's not it's just it's like okay, I've toured lots of people and he's by far the most fun because we party and we have a great time and it's about drinking and, and, and by the way, he doesn't care about women. He just wants to hang out with his boys. Like right. you know, he likes I mean, you know, women or whatever it, he'll go like if if some girl that he whatever is like Whatever. He'll be like, dude, there'll be another one tomorrow. I don't care. They're just women. But I, right, I, I'm right. here to hang out with my boys. I mean, it's just, yeah, so yeah. we just have a great time. It's kind of the, it's the exact opposite of when I hung out with McAfee and that crew. Because when I hung out with McAfee, uh, it was super fun. But all the, I mean, we were famous for a summer in Indianapolis, me and Todd and Sean and whatever, because we were hanging out that. And, uh, but it was like a monkey paw wish because it was all just <laughs> bros. Like all of your fans are just dudes that wanted to drink Jaeger. <laughs> with Jeff, it's just like, a bunch of hot chicks and their boyfriends, they drug along to the show. So the boyfriends are cool. We hang out with them. Some of them, they're a bunch of single hot girls. It's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot more fun to have a beautiful woman at the show than it is to have a bunch of fucking <laughs> Jaeger chugging dudes that want you to do shots all night. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, let, let's do this. All right. All right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. Oh, okay. Belichick had his 300th win. He's behind two coaches. There's only two in all of NFL history have more wins. Do you know who they are? Don Shula. Correct. And Don Shula and uh, Tom Landry. Oh, that's a good guess. I was going to say Chuck, Chuck Noll, maybe? No. I might have guessed that myself. Hallis. Going way back. Ah, uh, Papa Bear House. Yep, 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 yep. So this is interesting. Okay. He's Hallis is 331 and Shula's 347. I don't think he's going to catch these people. How many has he got? 300 as of today. 
I mean, he's not going to catch him with Mac Jones. Now, if they, uh, if they can, if they can, uh, I mean, they, there's so many good quarterbacks coming out of the draft. I mean, again, well, that's the question. Do you think Belichick, like, where are you at now? Do you, I mean, Belichick was the greatest coach of all time, but he was also, it was all defense. I think the league has changed such to offense. I don't think he can, I don't know. I mean, I think he's, if he had the right, I mean, he's bad at player personnel, we realize at this point, right? So if he got the right GM, I mean. Certainly had a bad run of it. But yeah, he was also gifted with the best quarterback of all time and the best tight end of all time and the worst division of all time. They all, yeah, I mean, all that happened in the same 15 year yeah, window. Yeah. They had seven buys a year for fucking 12 years. I mean, that's know, crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think he's one of the good, I mean, one of the really good ones. We have to give to him, but it's fun to see him fail. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is a, it is a, because I liked it. I mean, by the way, if you, when you watch that uh, Between Two Bills or the, the Parcells and Belichick documentary. Oh, I didn't see that. It's really good. But you realize at that moment that like, oh, Belichick's the only reason Parcells ever won anything. Parcells was terrible without Belichick. He's the guy. Belichick was the architect of all that shit, too, just because he built these defenses. And he would he would have a, a new defensive scheme for each game. Well, that's not what the other teams do. Every other team has like, well, this is what we play. And, you know, we're this guy. And then. Belichick's like, oh, you have Lamar Jackson? Well, I have a completely different fucking defense that only defends him. Right. Where, like, the Bengals do the same defense for Lamar Jackson as they do for, you know, Johnny Manziel or whatever. Where that's just not how – that's why rookie quarterbacks get destroyed because he just – he knows exactly how to manipulate them specifically. Yeah, he's so, great. He's, I mean, he's traditionally great at, you know, shutting down your one superstar, whoever that is. You know, that's kind of his – Right. That's kind of his shtick. All right, here's, some, yeah. here's, a, here's a couple of fun just – Random questions. Who coined the okay. term sack? Ooh. I didn't know this. Oh, uh, I would say Lawrence Taylor, but I don't think he was smart enough to coin anything. Um, <laughs> wasn't sober enough, that's for sure. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's go uh, Brett Musburger. <laughs> ah, that's a good guess. Deacon Jones. Okay. Why, did, he have a, did he have did he have a a reason why he called it a sack? I didn't catch that. No, was, I don't know. Was it because when he when he slapped your helmet and broke it in half, you put his sack on your head as he fucking laid on you? Is that what it was? Because <laughs> he would head slap you, right? And he would crack people's helmets in half, right? And they got... It's crazy. Crazy. Deacon here's... Jones. That goes a badass. No shit. All right, here's a fun one. Uh Dan Marino total rushing yards in his career. <laughs> oh god. 136. That's pretty close. It's pretty close. I, I forgot to type it into the, my document here. It's right here. It's less than 100. What is it? Where'd it go? Ah. Duh. I think it's like 87 or something. 87 yards. Career. Boom. How long How long was he playing? It was forever. 87 20, yards. 20, 20, that's amazing. Did, uh, Where's I that guy? Crazy. How come we don't have a new version of that guy? Was his offensive line just that good for all those years? Just crazy arm. Like you kind of accident, accidentally fucking rushed for that many. Well, here's, here's a fun stat I heard from the other day. Levitard had this the other day. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has more career rushing yards in the NFL than Bo Jackson. Oh, I did see that. That is a fun stat. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I learned is... this week – you, you know, Paulie just died, the guy that was uh, the, from the Rocky movie, right? The yep. Get Up Rock, the, 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 his brother-in-law. You know how old he was when he, when he filmed Rocky, the first one? No. Old drunk brother. How, just give me, how old do you think that guy was then? Yeah, I, 
58. 36. What? 36 when he played Paulie in Rocky One. <laughs> yeah, he lived a tough life. He must have been a parent. You know, it's a, and a well, job. You go to these, I go to these school, I go to schools and stuff, and like you'll speak, and they'll have the composites of all these, all the old, like you know, from the fifties and sixties, and all the people look like they're eighty. They're like they're like forty-five year old men when they're seniors in high school. They look like accountants. It's like Jesus Christ, what happened to the people? Yeah, Paulie was thirty-six when he Rocky one. Like God <laughs> did. It's living a hard life. All right, last one of these uh, most rushing attempts in a single Super Bowl. Ooh. This is a fun one, and it's gettable. Terrell Davis. Oh, that's a good guess. Nope. Want to try again? Yeah, let me look. Let me look. Uh, I'm just doing a fun one. William the Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> you know that's not right. I know. He had four. He just stole Walter Payton's touchdown. He had good. four? Is that, I, didn't thought, I didn't know it was more than one. I don't know. I just know you stole Walter Payton's touchdown. Everybody's mad about it. Uh, no. No. Most rushing attempts in a Super Bowl. Um, not Marshawn Lentz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, not what's well, not anybody from the Falcons. Uh, sorry. It's a, it's a team. <laughs> it's a team that had to change their name. Oh, John Riggins. John Riggins. Boom. You want to take a shot? This number. This is astounding. In one game. One game. 41. Yeah, close. 38. That's All right. Cool. That's, That's crazy. Nuts. 38 rushing attempts in a single game in the game. Oof. Here, here's what we decided it was fun, and, and you can help spread this if we can. And hmm. we do this at my at my football parties now. So you know how the Redskins, they called them the Skins? We've, been, yep. we've started calling the Commanders the Manders. We think it's really funny. <laughs> Come watch the Manders game, guy. The Manders. The Manders, does the Manders win? It's way funnier than Commanders. It's just dumb. I like it. And my buddy Logan, my buddy Logan goes, wait, wait, wait. They stopped being the Redskins because that was offensive and then named the team after the people that killed all the Native Americans. <laughs> it's <That's> way worse. <laughs> it is a good point. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you immediately think of an old white guy in uniform doing some horrific things. Right. Yeah. Commanders. <laughs> Stop celebrating the Redskins. Let's go celebrate the guys that killed the Redskins. Let's do that. <laughs> Cowboys was already taken, so they had to become the commanders. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, man. I think so we, we're still ha- we, we still ha- hanging out Halloween at some point. We're hanging out some we, for Halloween. At some point, so maybe next week. But let's go out for like Thursday night football or something next week. Let's do that. I, well, right. I get yeah, I get in uh, the twenty eighth on a Saturday, and then I'm there to like the November sixth, I think, so or seventh, something like that. Okay. I'm in LA, and then I'm Let's traveling the Midwest again. And then I'm over. I mean, no, end of November, December, I'm around a lot, so you know, we'll have to hang out. Okay, Monday night or Thursday night game. Those are perfect because I don't have, I don't really have football homework, and there's still football. It's you, fun. You know, you know what I miss? Did you ever play uh, QB one at like a bar back in the day? No, what's that? Oh, it was a Monday Night Football thing where they used to have these little, like, those little, remember these little trivia things at bars? You could play trivia on the TVs before yeah, we had right. phones. Right. So, like, they used to be a thing. We'd all play. And so each play, you'd be like, it's going to be a running play up the middle and whatever. And if you were right, then you got points. If you were wrong, you lost points. If you, like, the more specific you were, so if you're like, pass short, right, then you got I love this. triple the point. It was super fun to predict what the game was. And then, like, 
and he'd win prizes, the bar giveaway of gift cards, the person that won the whole thing. It was always Where'd that fun. go? I would play that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's called QB1. I don't know. Maybe we could find it on our phone or come up with an app or something. I think they just, they little, they, that whole trivia thing went away because now everybody's on their phones. No one's like playing trivia at the bar. They're just on their phones, you know. Side hustle. You and me yeah. running around to these shitty bars running QB1 for everybody. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's, it's like it's like the trivia game. It's like trivia contest, but just me, you just turn in the play rope. No, it, it's... <laughs> That's what do it. Let's do it. Where do the where do where do we find you, Chris Bowers? Give us some plugs. What's, what's up uh, well, with you? Yesterday, Dayton, Ohio. Today, no, I, uh, uh, <laughs> at Bowers Comedy, uh, B O W E R S Comedy on the. Uh, I mostly just do Twitter and Snapchat. Snapchat's just me wandering around being drunk, adventurous, because it goes away, and I only have like forty-seven followers, so I don't worry that much about it. Uh, Instagram's where I put where my shows are and that kind of. It's stuff. like your own memory. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. I'll go through the, and I'm like, someone will pop. I'm like, Oh shit. I totally forgot that was a thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> One day we, we used to, uh, the, the first day they did something, uh, NCAA basketball tournament, we called drinking Christmas. Cause it, everybody starts drinking at noon and you're so excited the night before you can't go to sleep. Kind of like the night before Christmas when you're a kid. And, uh, so one night I decided to do, drink 24 beers during the day. Like I wanted to, and so, but each, each beer was a different snap. And I found a different way to represent the number or whatever it was. Like, so when it was the 18th beer, I found a Peyton Manning jersey, took a picture of that, you know, whatever. And uh, it's pretty, it was a pretty fun, uh, fun day. But to watch back on that, I'm like, oh shit, the wheels fall. Now I also have a Patreon where you can watch all that old stuff at Bowers Comedy. It's like $8 a month. And I have like 20 followers. I have like a Honda Civic payment worth of followers. But if you want to follow my Patreon, Patreon for $8 a month, that's, that's where the real shit goes. But that's cool. Uh, that's interesting. If anyone's, if you got a fucking interesting life, dude, that's, uh, it's nice. So no girlfriend at all. You're done with the, you're completely single. Yeah. I didn't mean to put yeah. you on the spot, right? No, here. no. I mean, so Chris, Chrissy and I broke up in January. We still live together in California, so we're figuring that shit out. I, you know, uh, when I come back to Indiana, you know, I, I went on Hinge a little bit, and I'm the only guy who's. I set my pro my my number from 48 to 52 year old women, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm the only guy in Indiana with all his hair not holding a fish, so I'm doing pretty well here on the dating maps. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is a very specific demo. <laughs> 50s years old, all his hair, no, no fish. That's no uh, kid, yeah. no fish, no kids. I have a cool job, you know. It, 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 I'm, 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 you know, and and part of this is, you know, women give me a hard time for. I used to date younger women. I'm like, I've always wanted to date women my own age. They just didn't want me. You know, when I was a freshman, they dated seniors. When I was a senior, they dated college dudes. You know, and they're in our 20s, they dated guys in their 30s. Now the guys that are our age are in their 60s and wearing diapers, and they're back to me. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take them. That's funny. I even in I was I always liked older women. You know, my whole I you know always liked them. Always liked them. Always liked them. Teenager, I liked women in the thirties. When I was in my college, I liked women in the thirties. When I was in my twenties, like women in the thirties. And when I was in my thirties, like women in the thirties. In my forties, now I'm fifties. Thirties women are too far away. They're that's not really accessible. I mean, well, my, my my uncle told me one time he was when he was like fifty or sixty. I was like. Uh, uh, what's like getting older? And he goes, well, the cool part of getting older is like when you're in your twenties, women in your twenties are hot, and women in their forties are gross. But when you're in your forties, women in your forties are hot, and women in their twenties are still pretty hot. So it's kind of easy. It, it doubles as a go. So yeah, I can't wait till I'm eighty and they're you're all just, hot. You're just just adding you're just adding another <laughs> decade full of women to yeah, your pile yeah. that you could daydream yeah. about. So I, nice. I actually have, I have red glasses I'll wear to the bars now. And the joke is I always say, do these glasses make me look like Sally, Jesse, Raphael? And if they know who that is, they're old enough for me to hit on. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't get the joke, I'm out. That's right. <laughs> An opening litmus test, physical bit comedy. 
you're doing some prop comedy and see how it goes. It's hilarious. Uh, it works out. It works out. All right. We got to run, man. It's good to see you. All Thanks right, for hustling around and figuring out how to do I this. You're sounding great. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Check out Chris Bowers, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We will talk again next week with all your football dreams come through.